welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you how to use your five senses to change your self-perception. I'll also be interviewing inspirational speaker and executive coach, Scott Leeper, who coaches people how to shift their perspective around their personal and professional challenges in order to view them as gifts rather than burdens. Today, he reviews his book, Drowning in Addiction, Sink or Swim. This book is about saving lives and giving hope to addicts and loved ones of addicts. For more information about Scott, please visit mindmusclestrength.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guest products in both stores at either jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you'll love to read. Lifeology and audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com using your five audible to, to get started your self-perception. Today. Nowadays, we can all go to a movie and watch it in 3D. And some movie theaters actually have it in 4D and 5D. And what those basically do is it allows you to immerse yourself in that movie. So it uses all your five senses, what you see, what you hear, what you touch, what you smell. And I suppose the popcorn would be what you taste. <laughs> The reason why I bring that up is the more of your five senses you use when you experience something, the more visceral it is. In other words, it's something that you will remember. And when you have an experience like that at the movie theater, you truly feel as if you were actually in the movie. In regards to our self-perception, we all have an internal narrative that we say over and over again. In other words, you're so stupid. What's wrong with you? You always do that. So when you recognize that internal dialogue that you have or what you're saying to yourself, the way to counteract that is by using your five senses. Right now, when you hear me speak, it's hard for you to really focus on what you're thinking about because you hear my voice. And as you hear my voice, you use the energy in your brain to listen. Our five senses are used to help us understand danger or the proximity around us. So as you hear me speak right now, your body automatically listens to the sound to make sure that you are not in danger. And then your mind will start to figure out the words that are said in order to understand them to see if you're in danger. So what you do is when you recognize that you have this internal negative dialogue, you literally speak aloud, just like you hear my voice, something that counteracts that. Research states that it takes about six positive things to counteract one negative thing. If you're not able to come up with 
a healthy, positive affirmation for yourself, then ask yourself, well, what would my best friend say? Or what would my spouse say? And when you can hear their voice, you start to say the words that they would say. Doesn't mean you'll believe it right away, but as you speak aloud, it slows down that negative internal monologue and you start to hear what you're actually saying. And as you hear yourself say it, you then start to believe it. As you practice that, you then want to incorporate your sense of sight. Go in front of a mirror when you speak these healthy affirmations aloud. Using your sense of sight allows you to then link together the spoken words with what you're seeing. And that would be you in the mirror. So as you tell yourself, you are smart, you are intelligent, you are beautiful, you're successful, you're honest, you're loyal, you're kind, you're gentle, whatever those healthy affirmations are, you now link your sense of hearing with your sense of sight. You can go a step further. And as you say that, you can even touch your chest and create that physical connection, which is your sense of touch. Those are the main three that you'll be able to use when you do this. And remember, just like when you watched that movie, that experience became more real for you. It's so easy for us to get lost in our head, but when you purposefully use your five senses to counteract that negative monologue, you'll find that monologue starts to change from unhealthy to healthy. You're going to hear a fantastic interview with Scott Leeper. He gives you specific tools and techniques of how he helps his clients overcome the obstacles they may face. He helps them recognize that what was a burden is now a launch pad for their future. So stay tuned. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. My guest today is Scott Leeper, who is an author, inspirational speaker, and executive coach, and the owner-operator of Mind Muscle Strength, where he coaches people to shift their perspectives around their personal and professional challenges in order to view them as gifts rather than burdens. Today, he also reviews his phenomenal book, Drowning in Addiction, Sink or Swim. This book is about saving lives and giving hopes to addicts and loved ones of addicts. It also is creating a powerful movement to recover out loud. Welcome to my show, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. When you sent me your information, I was like, oh my gosh, this person has changed and evolved so much. So I can't wait for you to inspire my listeners today. Yeah, thank thank you. Of course. In 2012, uh, you had a huge life change that happened for you. Why don't you walk us through that? Yeah, so in uh, May of 2012, I was stationed as an active duty Marine in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And uh, I got the phone call that my dad had slipped into a coma and uh, a lot of his health problems were due to a uh, severe alcohol addiction. Uh, he had struggled for many, many years. And um, I'm sorry to hear that. And Thank you. And um, so long story short, I ended up having to come home. And when we at, at one point, we thought that he was going to pull out of it. And the next minute, I'm taking him off life support and I'm watching him oh take gosh. his last breath. Yeah. Wow. That's a huge change. Yeah. Expectations are one thing and the results were different, of course. Right. Right. Absolutely. How did that affect you afterwards? Um, So, well, you know, that is kind of the catalyst to uh, a complete shift in in the trajectory of my life entirely. 
um, you know, prior to that, it was, you know, I'm active duty Marine, I'm going to retire in 20 years, that kind of thing. And then uh, three months after my dad had died, uh, my son was born. Mm-hmm. And within his first year of life, my wife and I were not getting along. She was dealing with, you know, postpartum depression. And I was dealing with the loss of my father. And, mm-hmm. and I was not coping the way one should cope. Um, and so I started having an affair on her and using sex as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I told her I wanted a divorce. She moved from North Carolina and moved back up to Indiana. And um, the command had actually found out about the affair. And um, at the time, I was a criminal investigator in the Marine Corps. I had a top secret clearance. And so if I would have had an honorable discharge, I could have walked in it. You know, most federal agencies or police departments and probably got a job fairly easily. However, um, I was um, forced out of the Marine Corps with an other than honorable discharge. And a lot of that has to do with because of the affair. I didn't realize that, that was. Oh wow! I didn't realize that was that was part of the yeah. less than honorable. It's it's actually um, an article in the US, UCMJ, and it's titled adultery. You know, and um, oh wow, um, yeah. So it's definitely a punishable offense, and uh, you don't usually hear about that being the catalyst mm-hmm. for somebody getting kicked out. But in my case, it was. Wow, and unfortunately, the natural consequences of that were pretty intense, pretty severe for you. Honestly, the natural consequences in the long run were actually very, very beneficial. And Mm -hmm. it's very weird to say that uh, because most of the time when you hear about an affair or infidelity, um, the the marriage or the relationship is over and there's no reconciliation. And and, and in our case, we're still together and we're actually doing a whole lot better than we ever have been prior to that affair taking place. Oh, congratulations, Scott. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. But I think this also goes back to your platform as well, is where you help people shift their perspectives around their personal and professional challenges. And it's the reframe of what could be a stumbling block and you turn it into a stepping stone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and what I tell people, even today, being, being on this call with you and, and, and sharing my story with your listeners, if all of that did not happen in the manner that it happened, we would not be on this call today. Mm-hmm. One thing I always tell people is, you know, look at every event like a jigsaw puzzle piece. All those pieces fit together somehow into the person you are today. And so sometimes if we isolate an incident and say, oh my gosh, this is the worst event ever, then when we do that, we don't realize how it links together. And so when we can take a snapshot of our life today, not every piece that, not every jigsaw puzzle piece we're going to like, but it does create the map, or in other words, the person we are right in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I just recently created my own hashtag and it's uh, hashtag YCIYG. Your challenge is your gift. Mm, And we don't see it at the time. We don't realize that what we're going through, we have the potential to grow through. Sure. And the the analogy that I use is when we're growing up, our elbow hurts or our back hurts. And, you know, our parents will tell us that it's growing pains if it's not an injury. For me, I spent a lot of time in the hospital because I was a klutz, but, um, <laughs> you know, but most of the time it's a, it's a growing pain and, and we feel that and there's no way around those growing pains. Yeah. What we need to understand as adults is, you know, we deal with physical growing pains a very short period of time in our life. The rest of our life is a, just a long journey of growing pains. But the beautiful thing about that is that now it's a psychological growing pain and now it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen, um, one of my mentors was Sean Stevenson, and um, unfortunately, he passed away recently. Uh, he was known as a three-foot giant, and um, he told us that uh, there's, there's always going to be mountains and dragons in our life. 
And you're always going to have a mountain to climb. You're always going to have a dragon to slay. Mm -hmm. And on the backside of each mountain, each dragon is going to be a bigger mountain, a bigger dragon, you know? So it's kind of like we all go through that very first challenge. We all go through the the same challenge and that's the light is way too bright when we come (laughs) out of the womb. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's (laughs) a good point. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And, but we had to go through that to be able to see and to be able to see the world around us. Right. So it's, um, you know, we have to grow through these these uh, these uh, growing pains in order to be able to move forward in life and grow stronger as as an individual. How do you help people f- find that perspective right away? So it, it's a sometimes they can see it very quickly. Other times it's it's a process, and a lot. And my coaching process is largely questions. Um, I ask a lot of questions because the thing is, as a coach, I'm not a guru. I'm not a miracle worker. Um, I don't have a special sauce to sprinkle over somebody and and now you know they 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 get the perspective. The thing is, just by asking questions, that allows that individual to find potential solutions within their mind. And sometimes I, I may use insights or I might use uh, different pieces that I've researched or read or um, you know mm-hmm. stories um, that I've either been either been through or people that I know that have been through in order to be able to help them correlate their story with a fresh perspective. You know, and so it's kind of like, you know, I, I was very quick to say that the affair was actually very beneficial for us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm able to, you know, I share my story very openly with people so they can understand that even an affair can actually be highly, highly beneficial for that marriage. Sure. You know, and, I, and of course, and of course, I'm not saying go out and have an affair. <laughs> of course, that's not. not that's clearly not the instruction here. Yes. But <laughs> just because you went through that doesn't mean it's the end of the road. Yes, exactly. Well, I really like that as well because even your book, Drowning in Addiction, Sink or Swim, it's a combination of of the people with whom you know, the people with, uh, who tell their stories and give their insights and their advice because you know it does, we are all linked together. We all have so much experience and data points, just like Lifeology, to be able to help people find their way. Right. Well, let's transition into that. Tell us more about Drowning in Addiction, Sink or Swim. Yeah, so I co-authored that book with two other people, Michael Arnold and Andrea Carr. And uh, both ladies, both my co-authors had actually uh, shared their stories about their active addiction. And then I shared um, my dad's story. Mm. And the book starts, you know, it starts with their active addictions and and my chapter led up to my dad's death. And the curveball here is when you get into their uh, chapters for recovery, Things things are awesome. You know, they're they're starting to to embrace recovery. They're living sober. They're starting to make changes in their life. And then you get to my chapter, and then you see the challenges for the family member. Sure. And that's where I went through my downward spiral. And that's where I, you know, had uh, been forced out of the military, um, and you know, had to start over at 31 years old, and and that kind of thing. But you know, beyond that, there's also, you know, I, I, I have a few other stories in there about some other people who've lost loved ones. And uh, we have a chapter that talks about many different avenues to recovery. There's not just AA, you use smart recovery and mindfulness. And there's a list sure, of multiple them. Ways. Yes, definitely. Right. And so, you know, our message is even if you've tried AA and it didn't work, maybe that's not the path for you. Maybe you mm-hmm. need to try a different path. Maybe smart recovery is the way to go. Maybe mindfulness is the way to go. But there's going to be a solution for you, sure, right? And and we share success stories so people can understand that. Listen, I'm not alone, and other people have 
been through similar challenges and I can be successful in my own journey as well. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing you create hope because there's always hope. And so when people can read about all the different ways in which people have found their way and also mm-hmm. the, the pain and suffering that people have experienced, but also once again, when you flip that coin over, there is hope. And in that yeah. hope causes recovery, causes excitement, causes people to learn how to thrive again. You know, and I actually take that a step further and I say that we actually elicit faith. Wow. I like that. The difference is hope. A lot of times when, when somebody says, I hope that this happens. You want it to happen, but there's a part of you that doesn't believe it can happen for you. Mm-hmm. I hope I get that raise. I hope I uh, can find a house or, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. When you say I have faith in something, I have faith this is going to happen. You believe it to be. You believe it will happen. And so I take it a step farther and say that we, we, we provide uh, an air of faith in people and build faith inside people that they can be a successful success story themselves. I really like that. You know, sometimes people don't realize that faith and fear ask us to do the same exact thing. They ask us to believe in something that may or may not come true. So right. if we look at the place from fear, which is a sense of powerlessness, unfortunately, that doesn't allow for us for one to take responsibility or to find that ability to push through whatever our circumstances say. So mm-hmm. faith asks us to once again, believe in something that may or may not come true. But when your perception is that way, it comes from a place of power, of strength. And then you do find your way through whatever that stumbling block is and you turn it into that stepping stone. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. In the intro, I mentioned that there's, this is now creating a movement. Tell us about this movement of recovering out loud. So, yeah, the, the movement is to recover out loud. It's, it's, there's so many people and, and, and family members that are ashamed to talk about their addiction mm-hmm. and any addiction, whether it's, it's drugs and alcohol, shopping, sex. It doesn't really matter what the addiction is. There's an air of shame. But the thing is, failure is learning. Yeah. When we fail at something, we learn from it. That's the beautiful thing about us. So many people strive to strive for perfection. There's no such thing as perfection. And the thing is, the perfect thing about us is we are imperfect and we can learn from those imperfections. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we want to start this movement to recover out loud so people can understand that, yes, I made mistakes. Yes, I had an addiction, but I'm human. And I can share that story because the thing is, for every one, two, three people that might judge a person for what they did, the mistakes they made, or what they've been through, 10, 20, 100 more people need to hear their story specifically from yeah. that person. Not from me, not from you, from that specific person, right? Because they're going to be able to relate to that person. And you don't have to write a book for the entire world to know it. If you just open up to one person, that might be your mission in life. Yeah, which is a very practical way to look at things, but I think a very powerful way as well. I think sometimes people will often take an event that they've experienced, and that becomes their identity. And in that identity, it limits them from looking at tomorrow to say, well, yesterday was yesterday, today is today, tomorrow is something new. And so it is important to decouple a lot of the life experiences. For example, if we did think of something as failure, well, you're not a failure. It's just simply that event isn't over. Now, how do you transition into something new? Right. You know, and that's, I, I talk to people all the time about the two words, I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. And 
the thing is, so many people have this very negative connotation around I am. I am dumb. I am fat. I am stupid. I am a bad person. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad dad. But the thing is, that is the farthest from the truth. Mm-hmm. As a society, so many people have been conditioned to when one person says you are awesome at this, and then the somebody three minutes later says you suck at this. So many people have been conditioned to follow the negative connotation, yeah. follow the negative statement instead of believing the positive statement. And so we do that to ourselves. We become our own worst enemies and get in our own way by saying, I'm believing this guy here. Well, again, the person that's saying that about that person, if I were to say, tell you that you're a horrible radio show host or you can't be a good radio show host, I'm not saying that about you. I'm mm-hmm. saying that about me. I'm saying, you know what? I don't believe I could be a good radio show host, so I'm going to project that onto him. Yeah. Right? Now, clearly, you're a good radio show host. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, but um, um, yeah, and I've been loving listening to your to your episodes. But um, you know, so it's it, people need to understand that when people say negative things about them, it actually has nothing to do with them and everything about the person making making a negative statement. Now, on the flip side of that, if somebody, if if you go and um, you build somebody up and you see mass potential in somebody, say. I'm watching you and man, you are just going to blow up one day. You are going to be phenomenal. You're going to make somebody yourself. That is actually also not only Mm, is that, I like that. Not only are you seeing that for that person, but that's also a reflection of you. Mm. That's a really good point. I think that's a good barometer for people is if, you know, we have our, our internal judgments, our internal thoughts about someone, let's say if we see them on the street, or someone we know, really use that to say, well, like like you just said, if that is a barometer or reflection of how we feel about ourselves, I guess Absolutely. a way to check in with yourself to say, well, how, how do I really see myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good way to monitor that. But, you know, I think also an additional thing as well is if we do believe that person who's projecting onto us, unfortunately, then we start to tell ourselves that, which is a form of bullying. We would never bully somebody. But yet we often will bully ourselves in our internal monologue and say, you are the, or I am this, I am that. And then we become that which we, which we despise. In other words, we yeah. become uh, that person that was you know, bullying somebody. We're like, oh, I would never be like that. Well, unfortunately, that's not necessarily true if you were to slow down and listen to your internal monologue. Yeah. You know, and that, that honestly goes um, a lot of when, when somebody says that and starts to have that internal dialogue about themselves. A lot of that is actually coming from their programming. Mm -hmm. Somebody in their history downloaded that into their mind. Yeah. That's a core belief that they heard. Absolutely. You know, if, if, if some, you grew up with somebody telling you, why can't you do anything right? As you're growing up and getting older, you might forget about that statement that was made. Maybe you remember, maybe, maybe you forget, but the inner dialogue is constantly going to be, why can't I do anything right? Mm-hmm. You've tra- somebody else has assisted you in training your mind to think that way. Now, there's a beautiful uh, piece to this is we also have the power to deprogram that. I tell my clients when, when they have very negative things to say about themselves, I say every time you have a disempowering statement about you, make three empowering statements about yourself mm. immediately. And, and they can be very simple, like, um, you know, there might be, 
somebody who says, I'm a bad mom. Well, one of the empowering statements that you can make is the exact opposite. Yeah. I am a phenomenal mom. <laughs> right? And you can start to tell yourself that. And here's the thing. As you, and, and a lot of people say, well, I don't believe it. That's fine. You say it and you say it continuously and you start to inadvertently believe it. And then as you start to believe it, you start to live it. And I think that is very powerful because it comes from a belief system. In psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true, in other words, your internal programming, determines what you feel. What you feel determines what you actually do. And Mm -hmm. so to interrupt that perception or that belief structure does start to change your emotions, which then starts to change how you perceive yourself, but also how you show up in the world around you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, you know, I, I work with, uh, with companies and, and work with their, their people to empower them. And, and, you know, that's part of the coaching process as well. And even in, in sales, well, I'm a failure of being a salesman. I can't get a yes. Well, okay. Start flipping that thought process and say, I'm a phenomenal salesman. And just watch as you continue to tell yourself that what that does to your confidence. Mm-hmm. And then when you go into meetings with prospective clients, what that does to your innovation, how you connect with them, your creativity on how to, uh, on your sales process, like all of it starts to shift personally and professionally. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredibly powerful. Unfortunately, Scott Lieber, our time is up. We could talk about this all day and you have so much wisdom and so much energy. And I love that. I think that's so inspiring. Yeah, we could have a six-hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> if my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to work with you and to purchase this amazing book, Drowning in Addiction, Sink or Swim, where would they find all this information online? Yeah, so they can find me on Facebook, uh, Scott Leeper. I, I can't jump, so it's spelled L-E-E-P-E-R. Uh, <laughs> and um, I'm also on Instagram at the underscore Scott Leeper. I'm also on LinkedIn at B Scott Leeper. I'm one of the weird ones that go by my middle name. Um, and, um, my website is www.mindmusclestrength.com and my YouTube channel, brand new YouTube channel. First, uh, uh, first video just launched is, um, mind underscore muscle underscore strength. Perfect. So my listeners know that if they can't find that information any other place, just simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com. And to purchase this book, Drowning in Addiction, they can go to the previous guest products in both stores at either jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. Scott, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.